This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. This is episode 160, part two. You know, it's just interesting because uh, we've had discussions here on the show and have pretty much proven that the CO2 emissions leading to the climate change is just uh, nonsense. And it's going to drive us into the carbon credit-based CBDC system, of which I've had a conversation with Glenda about that as well, to see what she said. And she goes, oh, well, I can see where you're coming from. Yes, that could possibly be where this is headed. But remember 10 years ago, or back to 2010, that was 13 years ago, Bill Gates standing at TED Talks, the famous quote about if we work really hard uh, with our new vaccines, healthcare, and our reproductive health services, that's family planning, that's abortion, we could possibly lower the population by 10 to 15%. Well, that was in his lecture on innovating to net zero, net zero carbon now i do believe that these guys know with everything i've looked at now in 160 episodes they are obviously polluting we know that they are polluting maybe they know that they are destroying the planet with the technological infrastructure and therefore this is why they have to work to rein in some of the real pollution because as they build a technocracy they are burning a lot of fossil fuels and other uh, collecting energy in other means. And then, then they need the electricity to run the whole prison planet. They may know a lot of this. I mean, I'm sure they know a lot of this. All right. This is what all these organizations and studies and everything are for. So in a sense, it, it's not a complete and total grift because I think they are working the science up to figure this out. But as I said, sadly, There's one thing in the equation, like Bill Gates said in 2010. He showed four things up on a board at this TED Talks, and he said uh, one of them was humans, and it said one of these has to come down to close to zero. And everybody laughed, you know, and clearly it was humans. But maybe the CO2 emissions is cover for them. Um, The pollution might be cover for them, the climate change. Because in the end... They need to lower the amount of humans in order to be able to run the actual prison planet. I told you, you could do this very easily in a controlled environment. If you're building a biodome, 
all right, and you've got 20 people living inside, you can run a full-blown Big Brother prison yard tracking everything, collecting data on everyone, storing the data, analyzing it, using it to manipulate and control them uh, inside of a controlled system. You know, you look at the casinos in Las Vegas. We know that they've been doing facial scans and all sorts of data sensors for many years, but it's a small controlled environment. Well, maybe what they figured out is they need to turn the entire planet into a much smaller environment to have the control they want control and power obviously that's what this is about in the end it leads to the engineering of humanity out of existence we know that but in the meantime to run the prison planet to have complete control they have to use this technocratic system they're not going to stop in my opinion they are moving full steam ahead with this some would say moving at warp speed unbelievable folks this is warp speed we're moving at warp speed mega microsoft amazon google and apple wonderful company so great fantastic unbelievable so great so great so if they lower the amount of humans that's less data they're collecting less data they have to store less energy they have to use to be able to power all the data centers and the servers in order to house, process, and analyze all that data. So this is the conversation I've been having with some friends of mine off air on this as we try to work through it and uh, figure out where this is all going. Because uh, now that we've stumbled upon this whole thing, now that we're looking at the data I mean, everyone likes to talk about Yuval Noah Harari talking about data, 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 but then they don't want to get behind the curtain. They don't want to peel back the layers of the onion and actually look at what Yuval Noah Harari is talking about. And this is what he's talking about. Data is going to control the planet. Those that control the data control the government, and therefore they have power over everyone. And this is where his quote, about the days of free will are over. Because he's saying that those in control of the data can manipulate all of the people down to an individual basis, as Glenda clarified for us, down to an individual basis, and I've covered this in the past, these personalized choose-your-own-adventure feedback loop simulations that a lot of folks are living in when they're living inside their phone or eventually inside of the coming metaverse. And this is how they control everyone, personalized propaganda. You're literally walking around inside of a choose-your-own-adventure video game. All right, let's uh, look at this stuff here uh, because I'm done uh, talking about that right now. But I wanted to just point out to you why this stuff is important because if you're really trying to find the answers to what is going on trying to find the answers to where this is going you have to look at the infrastructure you have to look at what they're building what they're investing money and time and manpower into actually building and that will answer a lot of your questions folks it will Instead of just watching creepy videos of Klaus Schwab up there and going, we need to stop him. He's not the one building all this stuff. He is basically just an avatar. 
He's like what I'm going to turn Glenda into. He stands on the stage and he talks creepy and everyone says this man needs to be stopped. Meanwhile, you know, your neighbor, your brother-in-law is going out every day helping build the prison planet, installing smart poles and fiber cables and 5G replicators and solar panels and windmills. This is all to build it. All right. Yesterday we ended here. We were at DGTLINFRA.com. That's digital infra, like digital infrastructure. And I wanted to just show you this. Um, So if you decide you want to go through this website and look at some of the tools here, and you're interested in seeing if a certain, you know, warehouse near your house is a data center, you'll be able to do so. So let's use Amazon because they're big. Uh, This is Amazon Web Services, AWS Data Center Locations, Regions, and Availability Zones. So it says here, Amazon Web Services, the cloud computing service of Amazon.com, provides compute storage database and other services through its data centers in over 20 countries and more than 100 locations around the world. This mission-critical segment generates $73.8 billion of annualized run rate revenue and is growing at almost 37% year over year, 37%. It says, to understand the company's portfolio in greater detail, Digital Infra answers the questions, how many data centers does Amazon Web Services have and where are Amazon Web Services data centers located? All right, and this is written a little less than a year ago in June 2022. And and I found some recent stuff. It's even bigger now because they're building data centers every day around the uh, planet. It says, in total... Amazon Web Services operates over 125 physical data centers in various global locations, with these facilities comprising over 26 million square feet. These data centers are or will be arranged into 34 regions. All right, and if this sounds familiar, it's because under Technocracy Inc.'s original documents we reviewed here, going back to 1919 all the way through about 1940, they talk about taking the technate, which is the physical land, you know, in which the technocracy operates and breaking it up into various regions, into segments, you know, into sectors. And then what they do is they manage these various sectors of the technate And this is very similar to what we're seeing with smart cities and then smart cities even being broken down into 15-minute districts. This is how it works, folks. Uh, And so now the uh, data center uh, will be arranged into 34 regions. Amazon Web Services term for a physical location where it clusters data centers. All right, so a region is where Amazon clusters data centers. Uh, that are deployed within a highly available, fault-tolerant, and scalable environment. And so what we have here, folks, I'm just going to open this up larger. We're looking at a map where Amazon has data centers, for those of you at pain.tv slash gold. So you'll see here in the green, these are the regions that already exist and then the orange are what's coming soon. And as you see, they're, they're filling in 
the blanks here. They've got a couple more going down into uh, the south. It says, how many data centers does Amazon Web Services have? Amazon Web Services currently has 26 regions in operation and a further eight under development. So that'll be the total of 34, meaning that the company will have a total of 34, there it is, regions available by the end of 2024. Within each AWS region are three to six isolated and physically separate locations known as availability zones, which have independent power, cooling, and physical security and are connected to each other with a redundant low latency private fiber optic network. All right, so you've got 34 regions. And then in each side, in each region, there's three to six isolated isolated locations. Those are availability zones. And then each of those have independent power cooling and physical security. Now, we showed you some videos of this. All right. Now, from my research so far, the majority of the companies so-called competitors in the private sector, Microsoft, uh, Oracle, IBM, uh, some of those lesser-known companies we talked about that do B2B business and not B2C, business to consumer, so you haven't really heard about them. They're operating on similar models here. All right, so you have to say to yourself this. Amazon, let's just pretend, is a company like any other company. You're a company, you buy a piece of property, in your city, your suburb, your rural area, whatever it may be. And so you want to build, I don't know, a warehouse on your property. You've got to go through all types of planning and zoning in most places in the country to get the permits, to do the plumbing, to do the, you know, hook up to the sewer or put in septic, to drill a well or hook up to city water, hook up to the electricity, hook up your fiber, you know, for your internet to build the building, to put in the bathroom, to do everything, folks. Now, imagine you telling them you're going to build your own independent power grid or you're going to build your own water purification systems. Now, you would say to yourself, okay, maybe Amazon could figure out how to do that. They lobby, they grease the wheels in a certain county, and they can start doing that. They're doing this all around the world in multiple countries at the same exact time. So this idea... That all these countries are sovereign, there's culture, there's politics, they all operate individually. But somehow Amazon, a supposed U.S. company, just rolls into town and the next thing you know they're building their own power grids, their own cooling systems. They're putting multiple layers of you know, uh, military-grade security with armed guards and everything like it's some kind of a military compound. And yet all these countries are allowing this to happen all at the same time, all with different governments. It's a complete and total joke, folks. It's a worldwide governmental system. And companies like Amazon are the fronts. They're the fronts. They're the so-called private sector. They're fake. They're working in cooperation with the government. You can go look up Amazon Web Services, and you will start finding all of the contracts that these guys have with various governments, many of which are supposed enemies, like the United States and China, and yet Amazon is housing all of this data, doing all this processing, all this data analytics, all this computing for them, 
between enemy countries. They're housing all their intelligence data. Give me a break, folks. This is being built at the highest levels, and it's being built all around us. We have latched on here to the heart, to the brains, to the soul, to the anatomy of the worldwide technocracy. This is how it is being done. This is the infrastructure. This is it, folks. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. All right. So let's look. Um, let's look right here. Let's continue at digitalinfo.com. It says, presently, Amazon Web Services has 84 availability zones in operation and a further 24 under development, meaning that the company will have a total of 108 availability zones existing by the end of 2024. So that'll be 108 availability zones, which are these separate locations located in a total of 34 regions around the globe. All right, so here's an example region for those of you at pain.tv slash gold. For the rest of you, I don't know, you can Google and look this up if you're looking for it, but it says uh, Amazon Web Services regions and availability zones. And you're looking here, it's example region, and you'll have an availability zone A, then there's a B and a C. So it's like three separate rectangles, three separate buildings. And what happens is they've got arrows basically going in around in a loop because they're all connected. They're sharing information and there's redundancy. So it's backing up the data. So if you upload a picture from your phone, it's going to store on B, make a copy on C. So if B goes down, C's got a copy. Therefore, the data is never lost. This is like what we were talking about with all these underground bunker data centers being marketed to the Fortune 1000s and the governments. That's so that... If there is a natural disaster or there is a war on the surface and infrastructure is destroyed or a data center is destroyed, the technocracy can be operational very quickly because they have backups of all of their data. It says right here, in contrast to other cloud service providers, Amazon Web Services operates every region with multiple availability zones where its peers often define a region as a single data center. All right, it says here, where are Amazon Web Services data centers located? And we're going to go through some of this, and then I want to show you how they're handling their fiber. And then we'll do a quick overview of the so-called competitors. Because I just want to show you, you know, how big this operation is. Amazon is just one of the players 
But as I've said, we know that Amazon is providing these services to a vast majority of governments out there. On top of it, they're working with the World Bank. They're running CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, pilots on Amazon Web Services. I mean, this company is helping run the technocracy. They're basically the heart of the technocracy. I mean, it, it's, um, you know, it's so obvious what is, uh, what is going on here. But this is why we've spent 160 episodes breaking this all down for you. It says, while Amazon Web Services does not disclose the exact addresses of its data centers, the company does identify its regions and availability zones. To this end, below is a summary of Amazon Web Services operating and future 34 regions and 108 availability zones throughout the United States, AWS, GovCloud US, Americas, Europe, Asia Pacific, as well as the Middle East and Africa. So in the United States, Amazon Web Services operates four regions and 16 availability zones. Specifically, AWS operates facilities in the following markets. Columbus, Ohio, there's multiple locations throughout Morrow County and Umatala County in the eastern part of Oregon. The San Francisco Bay Area, Northern California, and several locations across Loudoun County, Prince William County, and Fairfax County in Northern Virginia. Regions. Within these markets, Amazon Web Services operates data centers in the following regions. U.S. East, that's Ohio, U.S. West, Oregon, U.S. West, Northern California, and U.S. East, Northern Virginia. And so they have a chart here, United States regions and availability zones. And so you'll see here, um, they opened up Virginia in 2006. They opened up North uh, Northern California in 2009, Oregon in 2011, and uh, Ohio in 2016. And so it shows you uh, the they have like a code for these, number of zones, you know, and, and yeah, if you're looking for this kind of stuff, I don't think you're going to need all of this. But it says Northern Virginia from 2011 to 2020, AWS invested $35 billion in both capital and operating expenditures into data centers located in Northern Virginia. Also in 2020 alone, Amazon Web Services investment in the construction and operation of data centers contributed $1.3 billion in GDP to the economy of Virginia. So they have a little map here that shows you the data centers in Fairfax, uh, Loudoun County and Prince William, corporate offices in Fairfax, Arlington Headquarters 2, and Amazon Solar Farms. All right, so it shows you a little map of all this stuff. It says in 2020, Amazon Web Services paid over $220 million in business personal property taxes related to its data centers located in Loudoun County, Prince William County, and Fairfax County, Virginia. All right, so when people are sitting there going, Amazon doesn't pay taxes, that's partially a cover, all right, because they don't want people to know about all this data stuff. Again, Amazon hides behind the retail side of the business. So folks look at Amazon as delivering one of 13 available teddy bears to their doorstep within nine minutes of ordering it or watching a bunch of recycled movies on Amazon Prime 
But in the end, we know that the storage, the Amazon Web Services, makes up the vast majority of Amazon's revenue, and they're getting a boatload of government, NGO, central bank contracts. A boatload, folks. And I can go in, we could break all that down for you. Uh, But I've talked about a lot of it. This is just to show you how this is actually being done. It says right here, Amazon Web Services GovCloud US are regions designed to host sensitive data, regulated IT workloads, and address stringent United States government security and compliance requirements. Particularly, AWS GovCloud US addresses compliance in the cloud by offering network, data, and virtual machines that are isolated from all standard AWS regions. So the government stuff does not connect up to the servers from the so-called non-government stuff, right? Amazon Web Services GovCloud infrastructure helps government customers and their partners meet compliance and regulatory requirements, including federal risk and authorization management program, that's called FedRAMP, international traffic and arms regulations, ITAR, Department of Defense, DOD, Cloud Computing Security Requirements Guide, SRG, Defense Federal Acquisition Regulation Supplement, DFARS, Criminal Justice Information Systems, CJIS, uh, Security Policy, and Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA, which you folks are probably familiar with. Goes on to say, through the AWS GovCloud US service, Amazon Web Services operates two regions and six availability zones. Presently, AWS is available in the following markets, Columbus, Ohio, and the eastern part of Oregon. And then we have regions here. Within these markets, Amazon Web Services operates data centers in the following regions, AWS GovCloud US East and AWS GovCloud US West. And so it's got a little chart here. They're running that out of Columbus, and they're running that out of uh, Eastern Oregon. So Columbus, Ohio, and Eastern Oregon. It says here, in the Americas, Amazon Web Services operates or is planning three regions and nine availability zones, particularly AWS is available or will be opening in the following markets, Montreal, Canada, Calgary, Canada, and Sao Paulo, Brazil. All right? So as you see now, we're expanding here bringing the technocracy everywhere. Not that it doesn't exist, but they're going to expand it. I told you, they need to put more data centers online. They are running out of hard drive space. So they will continue to build these massive hard drives called data centers. Uh, Regions. Within these markets, Amazon Web Services operates data centers in the following regions. This is Canada Central and South America, Sao Paulo. Uh, While AWS will be opening its next America's data center region, known as Canada West in Calgary, Canada, in late 
2023 or early 2024. Importantly, the Canada West region will have three availability zones and will reduce latency for end users in Western Canada. And again, they have one of these availability zone charts here. It says AWS plans to invest up to 21 billion Canadian dollars at 16 billion US by 2037 in both its existing Montreal region and its upcoming Calgary region. Of this total, Amazon will invest up to 4.3 billion Canadian dollars or 3.3 billion US by 2037 in its new region in Calgary. This investment includes both capital and operating expenditures, such as imports of equipment and in-country spending on construction labor materials and utilities. All right, and so they've got a map here if you want to look at that, if you happen to be in that area where they've got offices, AWS regions, Amazon CloudFront Edge locations, and Amazon solar farms, because they do build these uh, solar farms when they're there. It says, overall, AWS's investment in Calgary alone will support 963 full-time equivalent jobs in the Canadian economy. So the good news is, you know, if you live in a particular neighborhood, chances are there'll be uh, one person who works there. See, I told you, it's your neighbors, it's your friends, it's maybe you that's helping build the technocracy. I work for Amazon. Yeah? What are you doing? I help run the data center where we collect all the data and store all the data and process all the data for Amazon. You're helping build the technocracy. We live in a culture of technocracy. When I get back... We're going to go through Europe here. This is important. We have listeners all over the world. Uh, I'm going to break this down using Amazon. We're going to talk about their private fiber line stuff. And then I'm going to quickly move through Microsoft, Oracle, Facebook. I'm not going to go into detail on all those. But I just want to show you the major players. How many of these data centers, these regions, these locations are going up and being built all around the world? Combine that in, because these are the land warehouses, with what we know about the floating barges, the skyscrapers, the underground bunkers, and their testing up in space. I think you'll have a pretty clear picture of what the hell is going on here, folks. We're following uh, Chinese weather balloons and UFOs that aren't UFOs and all this other stuff going on. People afraid that they're uh, poisoning the food, poisoning the land. Look, I don't put it past them, but at the same time, they're just popping up data centers and they're building the prison planet all around us while we're focused on all these other things. They are clearly building an Auschwitz concentration camp all around the world. And these data centers are just the new version of the old school IBM punch card system. They are collecting the data, they are housing it, processing it, analyzing it. This is how the prison planet is built. I am showing you the anatomy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 